You're listening to the New World To Go podcast with your hosts, Redbird and BDLG. And welcome to another episode of New World To Go. I'm your host, Redbird, and with me is BDLG. Bordy, we got April patch notes finally. We did, man, and they're chocked full of a whole lot of information. I'm ready to talk about them. All right, dude, let's hop right in here. So right off the jump, we have something that we knew we would get, and that is the Ice Gauntlet. Now, the Ice Gauntlet is a new weapon that scales off of intelligence. Mm, uh, I was wrong. We were both wrong, weren't we? Yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. Either way, we knew it was going to be intelligence at, uh, of some sort. And or focus. Yeah. Right. Primarily off intelligence was kind of a surprise, though. Yes, it was, to, uh, for sure, that it only scales off intes- intelligence. I just about said intestines. Uh, so, <laughs> two t- mastery trees are the Ice Tempest tree and the Ice Conjure tree. Now, the Ice Tempest tree will be focused around damage dealing and area denial, where the Ice Conjurer uh, master skill tree will be uh, focused around crowd control, protection, and the deployable Ice Pylon that fights against or fights alongside players Improving their power and efficiency. Now, Bordy, uh, we saw the picture or the little gif of uh, Jeff or gif. I don't know. That's a debate for another time, I guess. The uh, But uh, yeah. we saw it on Twitter on the New World account. And, and here it is, dude. The Ice Pylon is going to fight alongside players. So not the buff yeah, thing I, that we thought it might be. Right. I say gif, by the way. But on, on our no. Ice Gauntlet video that we posted over on YouTube, it does. We did have a couple of people in the comments speculating that it was going to be some sort of pylon that fought that fought with the player or alongside the player doing damage. I disagreed. I thought it was going to be some sort of buff. So I was wrong. They were right. Our viewers are smarter than me. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, I really thought it was going to be some sort of buff or debuff, but it is not. It is obviously a deployable ice pylon that fights alongside the player so i think that's cool though i'm i'm here for it man i like it it's it's should be fun to use i like it as well um it adds a little bit you know adds a new mechanic to i think like weapons and 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 the ability to summon something maybe dude Mm -hmm. maybe we'll get some sort of like um animal companion or something like that on one of the weapon trees so uh of course there is a new ice gauntlet legendary quest we don't know a ton about that uh but they did mention that um that they tend to do that every time they announce a new weapon they announce a new legendary quest so of course that's there too another big thing that they announced in the alpha patch notes is faction control points now what do we what do we mean by that uh is incentive to pvp action to make uh the influence race more interesting we've added the ability to fight over forts in a territory outside of wars now Bordy, we also have already put up a video about this but in overview, you are now going to be allowed to, in the open world, go into a fort and capture a single capture point that will then give you a global buff. That's right, Bordy. Global. Yeah, this is a great step in the right direction. We've been wondering what they're going to do with PvP, with open world PvP primarily, because we know know they still want that to be a big part of the game. This is definitely a step in the right direction because now the forts are no longer just unusable points of interest that sit out there and nobody ever visits unless there's a war. And then even when there's a war, they're they're instanced. So there's never any real action going on at the forts Mm -hmm. outside of the instanced battles. Now there is a reason to go visit them you you flag yeah. up you go visit them you fight it's a pvp hotspot great step in the right direction there are still a ton of question marks with this system that i'm not sure it's going to work in its current state so i hope that they address those issues we talked about some of those in the video i'll briefly discuss them here we the camps is one of the issues just plopping down player camps everywhere and that you can respawn at after you die that's a huge issue we know about the faction imbalance issue whenever there's tons of people that go syndicate or marauder or covenant and then the other two factions are left hanging we know that's a problem there's a lot of other issues that come along with these capturable forts in this open world pvp so it's going to be interesting to see how they fix it all but i am excited incredibly excited to see that they are working on open world pvp and this is in my opinion a huge step in the right direction although not perfect i think it's it's pushing in a direction that i like anything anything adding open world pvp or incentivizing that i'm here for it now it's important to to know that this will give you five percent experience gain but more importantly 20 percent influence gain so 
uh, you know, when you're when you're going to change over or try to influence the uh, conflict inside of a territory for your faction, uh, you're going to want to capture the fort while you're doing that because it's going to give you a 20% buff. So if, if you are having equal activity between factions, it seems like the person that owns the fort is going to be the one that comes out on top, Bordy. Uh, so yeah. I, I think this is going to be very important for that influence thing. Hopefully they continue to add multiple ways to influence uh, the way that you're going to gain um, experience and, and influence inside of a territory. I hope that they this is the first of many changes that they have. Yeah, and maybe that's the answer to a lot of people's question or concern about zerging too with this system because maybe if there's a lot more ways to gain influence or other open-world PvP activities, potentially zergs won't be as bad. I don't know, but that's another issue that could crop up with this situation, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Now, again, you're going to get global buffs. That's going to be one of the, other than the experience gain and the influence gain, you're going to get global buffs uh, for each individual territory. And I assume every time they're going to come out with a new territory, if it is able to be owned by players, there'll be a new buff. Now, some of these look like reducing crafting taxes redu by 5%, reducing refining taxes, uh, redu reduction in fast travel costs or, or reduction in uh, fast travel uh, distance. Uh, so like there's two different ways that your uh, cost of your fast travel is influenced, one with weight and one with distance. So there are different um, uh, global buffs that allow you to reduce the amount of Azoth that that's affected by, uh, increase the volume of items gained while gathering, uh, reduction trading taxes, housing taxes, uh, reduction of Azoth travel by 50% by controlling faction, uh, increased coin experience territory and standing gain uh, within faction missions. So there's a ton of different ways that they can kind of choose to influence players to want to control these forts, Bordy. Uh, whether you're trying to take over a territory or not, maybe you already own the territory, but there's definitely a good reason to own the fort uh, if you're gathering or crafting or, or doing whatever these, or, you know, plan on fast traveling a lot. Uh, these are worth these are worth owning, dude. Some of these are pretty big. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that's a great way to incentivize the PvP and a great way to start tying in the reason to own the territory as well. I think they added some more incentives for that too. So, Again, good step in the right direction. Still not perfect, but we still have a few more months. So I think that they'll keep iterating on the system. It's going to end up being good. I think they'll keep adding or tweaking the global buffs as well. They're good now, good incentive now. I think they're only going to get better. I agree. I agree. I'm glad that they're taking this step. This is this shows their commitment yeah. to PvP, which is exciting to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, we get two new expeditions. If you're a PvE person, here we go, dude. Uh, they're adding these at, at nauseum, dude. They, this is now the fourth third and fourth uh, yeah. expedition in the game already, and we're in April. So we're I, I think we're getting even more than this, uh, which is, you know, you think five or six, maybe even seven. That's a great launch product with that, that many different... Uh, a lot of these are countered or, or centered around uh, end game. So... Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that's a great a uh, great start to a good launch product. You have, man, think about having like six or seven or maybe even eight expeditions on launch. That's that's quite a few, in my opinion, to have a, as a launched product. These are awesome, man. I love to see that they're they're continuing to add add these in the game. All right, so here are the here are the names of the two: Lazarus Instrumentality. Uh, you'll be uh, in Reek Water trying to discover. Uh, the origins of the ancient guardians and vanquish the monsters threat known as Chartus. Uh, so that is the uh, the Lazarus instrumentality. There was also a new expedition uh, in Abenskel, the one that we all thought uh, potentially was a raid about uh, the Empress. It is definitely now a expedition. So the Empress of Abenskel is building a fleet of warships. The fleet and the Empress must be defeated for the safety of Eternum and the world. So you're going to Ooh. fight Isabella's pets. So there is that tie there, Bordy, uh, between yeah, like uh, Empress Zhao and Isabella, and and then finally you will you will verse Zhao. Uh, I'm not gonna try it. Uh, Empress Zhao. Ta there we go. I think it's Joe, but Zoe. Yeah, we 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 determined that. Yeah. Joe. Zoe. Joe. 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 We looked it up one Joe. time. I'm wrong. Maybe. <laughs> so either way, you're gonna be you're gonna be fighting her. So th that's cool, dude. I'm excited for that opportunity. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, two that, big it's expeditions awesome for sure. Two big expeditions. Yeah, here. we'd speculated if we we're gonna get the fight or not. We are. It's cool. Yeah. 
Good stuff, man. Packed full of content. There's still more. All right. So here we go, Bordy. Um, the achievement system. Now, this is big for everybody who likes to uh, go about uh, getting achievements uh, in MMOs. Uh, they've added over 400 achievements uh, for a base uh, achievement system. And they obviously have mentioned in the patch notes that they plan on continuing to add more. Uh, we just put a video up on this yesterday, but if you're listening to the podcast, it just went live today. Uh, so there's going to be hidden achievements. There's going to be, uh, you know, different uh, levels in which you can gain achievements. But dude, uh, one of the things we kind of mentioned, I think is the overarching thing is, is there going to be uh, some sort of in-game items that tied to this achievement system? I think that's the big question to know in the future. Yeah, and I sure hope there will be. I think that's an important part of the achievement system. But before we move on further into the patch notes, I know we're trying to get through these because they're very, very lengthy. But I just want to kind of take a moment and appreciate how much they've added to the game and recap these just real quick because we've we've went over these very quickly. But there's a lot already that's being added to the game. So new weapon, Ice Gauntlet. Faction control points, that's a new huge feature. Two new expeditions and an achievement system, bro. That's crazy, and we're not even halfway through the patch notes. That's It blows my mind to look at these patch notes every month and see that. That's incredible, Red. So kudos to the team, man. That's, that's, this is insane. These patch notes are bonkers. Well, that's that's the thing, dude, is, is, you know, I think we take these for granted a lot of the times because, you know, they happen every month. But these are massive sweeping changes to the dude. game huge me and you have said this a lot and this is this is definitely one of the if not the biggest determining factors of the success of an mmo or video game in general now in 2021 can you continue to produce content that play, your players want to play that they're interested in that will keep people playing the game for a long period of time and if they can keep this production uh rate up uh, past launch uh, new world could be something special man it can be something Absolutely. special. Yeah, I agree. They have definitely taken a lot of the feedback from the preview event and instrumented it in the game. And and the achievement system, the open world PvP, the expeditions, all the new weapons, the, uh, the change to attributes and equipment, all of these are massive changes to how New World plays and how it feels. And I think it's going uh, to be exciting to see what the finished product looks like. Yeah, absolutely. There's already a ton to do in the game, and they just continue to add more. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like come July whenever closed beta is here. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, here are the general changes. They added voiceover lip sync to Quest Giver, so now they will be, be moving their mouths, whether it's good or not. Nice. Uh, that's uh, good, you know, though. Yeah. There's a bunch of different languages. I doubt they uh, have uh, mouth lip sync them all, uh, but maybe they have. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, PvP. We're in a tournament. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're all different. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like young America, we're all immigrants. <laughs> so, uh, PvP faction missions. We've introduced a new style of PvP missions, which require players to complete missions to contest areas where the faction's opponents will be competing to accomplish their own goals. So, they've, again, we've seen a lot of nerfs to the gain of XP. Uh, and PvP factions, they've just reverted that, Bordy, basically, saying that now these PvP missions are going to be harder to to uh, complete because they're going to send you in a conflicted area. And uh, they, they're going to reward you uh, knowing that these quests are now, uh, you know, obviously have increased risk. Which is exactly how they should be, man. You want to, whenever you take a PvP mission, you want to encounter PvP. That's the whole point, man. You yeah. flag up, you go fight for the mission. That's the whole point of these missions is that you want to PvP. You don't take PvP missions if you don't want to fight somebody. And in the preview event, we ran PvP missions over and over and over without any encounters. So this is a another great change and a step in the right direction for sure. I love it. I am so glad that if I pick up a PvP mission, the odds of me running into someone and actually killing them while they're on their PvP mission and taking away their progress is much higher now. That's 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 very good. I like it. Yes, and again, the 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 odds of you having to get your PvP mission uh, reset is uh, also there. So it's important. I think that these the XP for these missions definitely show. Uh, yeah, accordingly. Absolutely. So there was also a change to PVE faction missions. PVE factions are now multi-step across all territories uh, and uh, are designed to give players a curated tour 
to locations that fit the selected mission type. So this will be interesting. Again, uh, sometimes it's mining or gathering related. Sometimes it's, you know, um, obviously kill seven people or something like that. So th these should be more interesting now. They're trying to make these uh, faction missions more viable uh, as far as like content goes in game. Yeah, which is a good thing. They were kind of boring before, and I think that was something that a lot of people were complaining about. So it's nice to see the revamping PVE missions as well as the PvP faction missions. Yes, yeah. sir. All right, so here's another big change too, and we've been foreshadowing these, and so have New World for a long time. But they, they, they some more changes for the territory control system, which is is big, and I hope we continue to see a lot more of these as we get closer. Uh, to launch but here here's another big change so we've added a number of benefits for all members of a faction that control a territory as well as some additional rewards for the controlling company so these are big any two settlements controlled by the same faction will have their faction storages linked players That's can huge, yeah. yes it's really big players can transfer items from a storage link to their current location for a coin fee so now instead of in being making it impossible uh, for you to transition things through through storage, you can now do it for a fee if your faction controls both territories, which is a big deal. So uh, yeah, that's know, huge. If you bank across the world and and then someone takes over your territory with your bank, you're you're going to be using a lot of Azoth to move that stuff over. Yeah, this is something we've been talking to. Not this specific change, but just adding more territory control incentives to the game is something we've been talking about for months, Red. And this is this one is a huge one. Adding linked storages that's huge, mm -hmm. and that also that incentivizes people to take over the territory in and of itself. And and it solves another problem as to why why are these why are these storages local? That was another issue that people were having because it didn't make a lot of sense. Well, now. That's just an incentive to take over territory. So they're local. Still right. doesn't make a huge amount of sense with the economy, the way the economy works in the world. But, but I think it's better that they're local now because now you have an, an incentive to take the territories and link them together. I like that a lot. I like the change. I, I think that's some some good outside of the box thinking. That's not something I was thinking about whenever I was thinking about having additional incentives for for controlling territory. So I, I like it, man. Good change. I think I think eventually it would be cool to see the auction houses linked potentially too, you know, that sim signaling that trade uh -huh. trade is more fluent between your faction's territories than it is with non-faction yeah. territories. I think that could also That uh, would be cool. Yeah. Cause a lot of levels of conflict. Uh, you know, say like the big markets like Everfall or Brightwood uh, that were available in the preview event, having those be fought over very extensively, if that means that your territory owns it and you have access to that market uh, across all your other territories, I think that's pretty cool to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so another one added a resource cart uh, to each town that provides members with a controlling faction with a small amount of ore hide wood, fiber, food, as well as oil and small amounts of refining reagents. So that's cool. Uh, shows that, you know, you're part of the government, you're part of the faction that owns it, so you're going to get some benefits, you know, some, some, um, yeah. you know, some sort of uh, bonus package. So when territory taxes are delinquent, all company and faction bonuses are disabled. So it's important to you to keep up on your, your taxes uh, as a company if you own that territory. And the existing benefits for settlement control still apply, which are the faction bonus bonuses. You get a 10% increased gathering volume as well as 50% uh, luck in controlled territories and company bonuses, 70% fast travel discount <clears throat> to controlled territories and 30% reduced taxes in controlled territories, 20% reduced house purchases. So as a company, if you own a territory, you're getting a lot of good benefits uh, there. So that makes your makes it even more important for your company not just your faction, but your company to own it. Yeah, yet again, some good changes. Those were our that stuff is already existing, but all of the other things they added, great step in the right direction. Adding the resource carts is something that I kind of had in mind whenever I think about adding control and territory control incentives. Not necessarily a cart, but some way to to give crafting resources to your faction i that was one i had in mind so i'm glad to see they added that as well good good step in the right direction again adding these territory control incentives something the game desperately needed and it was severely lacking because there was before there really wasn't a ton of reason to own territory now they're they're really leaning into that and i like it a lot agreed so speaking of incentives we now have a progression update within the game that will allow you to see what you unlock at each level and Bordy, this includes a new system to the Azoth staff. So 
There are now three different tiers of Azoth staff. Uh, one can close the up at the level 25. The tier two Azoth staff uh, upgrade can uh, close up to 35. And then, of course, the tier three can close all the way up to 65. Uh, so there are new camps. You will unlock each uh, level of camp at 5, 15, 25, 40, and 55. So that is, of course, tier one through five. You'll have to complete specific quests once you unlock the ability to have these things. Uh, so that's new. You don't just automatically unlock them. You will have to go do a quest tied to each one. And that includes the Azoth staff upgrades, I think. Uh, fourth consumable slot now unlocks at 25 instead of 45. I think that's a really good change. That's like a quality of life thing. Uh, that you know you can't all of a sudden you can't hold one less potion on your belt that seems silly for 20 different levels so uh i'm glad that they reduced that any player's first house is now unlocked at level 15 the second at 35 and the third at 55 uh, so they just brought those down about five level on each thing on there yeah i see what they're trying to do here the at the azoth staff you know whatever adding those or locking those behind quest to unlock the the breaches at different levels i see what they're trying to do they're trying to make progression a little seem a little bit more important in the game which is fine i'm a little indifferent on that change like uh does that really add a lot to the progression of the game whenever you're changing the way the the azoth staff works i guess it kind of does since they're redoing the yeah. the quest and the new storyline i guess it kind of ties into that and makes a little bit of sense it just it, it's just added progression right I, I that's something the game still lacks too is added progression but they are and have done a good job leaning into that as well and pushing that forward and this is just another step in that direction these aren't huge changes the azoth staff is like uh you know that's fine it there's it is what it is there's it's not good or bad in my opinion i think it's fine but progression is something that needs to be looked at still. I think, I think they still need to push into some progression updates to make, to make moving from one level to another, feel a little bit more rewarding. I, they did adjust the way that armor works a while back, which is, was a huge step in that direction as well. But I, I still, in my opinion, think progression needs a little bit more, a little bit more love. Yeah. It's just nice to see that they recognize that with these changes. Hopefully, you know, like yeah. you said, leading up to launch, they'll continue to show more. Uh, so they also changed the way loot yeah. and gear wa uh, works, Sporty. They removed name shields from faction shops and replaced them with faction-specific shields. Now, this is a little bit of a trend that I we're like going to see from now on because they're trying to push the the uh, character or the lore or story or vibe, so if you will, of each of these factions. And that's exciting, man. Uh, they also added faction ice, mm -hmm. uh, faction ice gauntlets to the faction shop. We continue to add more visual variety to our armor sets, updated visuals to all weights of tier five armors, high level corrupted, lost, angry earth, enemy mobs, all have a chance to drop armor with these theme types. Elite corrupted enemies in elite points of interest, now updated uh, armor styles to drop, so they'll drop different looking armor, which is cool. Uh, added named items to the expeditions. Uh, we obviously knew that that was going to be the case. They increased the minimum gear score that can drop from creatures at particular levels, and they added a unique set of Outpost Rush-specific named armor and weapons that appear rare uh, as rare drops from the Outpo Outpost Rush reward sheet. My gosh. All right, so, dude, uh, again, uh, they're just continuing to increase the amount of loot that you're going to get and the variety of which you will get. Yeah, I like it. I like that they're leaning into that too. But I, my favorite part of this whole thing is that they are adding faction-specific items into the faction shop per your faction. That's something you and I have talked about a ton is adding adding a way to make the characters feel more connected to their faction and make factions different from one another. Th that's huge. That's huge. That's a big change to the game, I think. It's, it's, it's small, but yet I think it will have a big impact if they keep going in that direction as well, which it seems like they're going to. They need a way to differentiate the factions more than just color of the faction. Right. And 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 some way to tie that together to make your character feel like I'm a part of that faction. That's the faction I want to be a part of because they have cool gear, or they have a cool look, mm -hmm. or they have a cool story or whatever. That was lacking too. And they are dude, they are correcting a lot of the things we have criticized over the last few months. And it's it's super exciting to see. Every time we go through these patch notes, it's a lot, a lot of positive. There's not a lot that I can nitpick and say, well, that's not a good change. All of these are all they they're they're good steps in the right direction. Not perfect, 
but dude, they're they're getting there, man. Well, one of our big complaints are they're decentivizing PvP quests, which decentivize yeah. open world PvP. And in this patch, they've done two major they, things they, to they, increase yeah. our incentivization of PvP. So again, hard yeah. to complain right now. Uh, so gear perks here, Bordy. They added a variety of new perks uh, to items, the drop tables to accommodate the additionals uh, or the addition of new perks. Added and updated all perks. There are now 150 different perks across all item types. This is really good, dude. Yeah, really good uh, for the uh, diversification of builds and then obviously uh, repeatability in all the uh, different content that you can get these unique drops and, and unique roles on gear. Uh, so the, overall, this is good. They added a bunch of different mastery ability perks for weapons. So that's good. So now you're going to be able to get gear that drops that is specific to a piece of, of or excuse me, uh, specific to an ability in your weapon tree. So for instance, if you get shield bash in the, on the sword and shield, you may be able to find a piece of armor that increases the stun duration or increases the damage that it deals or something like that. So again, like if you're building your character around a certain weapon, or a certain attribute, you're going to be able to go out there and fish for drops to help better your build. Yeah, that, which is excellent. That's exactly what it needs to be. Provides variety, gives you a reason to continue to farm for different builds, for different situations. There's so many perks. Great, man. Very good. Uh, all weapon and armor and jewelry now have eight potential perks, and bags and tools have six. Some perks now feature internal cooldowns, such as Infuse Mana Perk. So again, you're gonna have some some passives or some you know uh, abilities that that trigger with you know some sort of action uh, that you do in the game, which I think is really good. Again, you can build around these things by reducing your cooldown cooldowns with your gems and stuff like that. So a lot of different types of builds that you can do here. Board they they remove the lightweight perk. I think this is overall a good change because a lot of the times uh, in the preview event and and even in past alphas. A lot of people, that was like the meta, right? Just I want, I want the the benefit of wearing heavy armor, but I want to the perks of of wearing lightweight or falling into the light category. And so then they they just remove yeah. that because it didn't really make a lot of sense when you're talking about you know the changes they've made to that system so far. Yeah, that's actually a really big change to the game, and I think it's fine. I think that's the correct decision for sure. Yes, exactly, because you don't want people getting the benefits of wearing heavy armor, but then also trying to milk their way into the the damage bonus as well. Yeah, so now that's yeah, with 20%, all of the like that's pretty nuts. Right, with all of the other changes they've made, like you just mentioned, it makes a lot of sense for that not to be in the game anymore. I think before it was a perk that was pretty interesting to have, but they've made so many changes pushing the game kind of in a different direction that that perk really didn't make sense anymore. And I it. it I think it's the correct decision to just get rid of it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so crafting and gathering changes. Expeditions now include expedition exclusive resources in their drop table. Uh, Ooh, this is massive. I like that. Uh, regular yeah. expedition mobs drop one resource type while the boss drops another. So specifically, these resources are used to craft replicas of the non-name expedition exclusive equipment, enabling crafters to create powerful items with guaranteed perk outcomes. However, the gear score on these items is still a roll, so you still will have to create multiple before you get like the best, like a you know max level gear, which I think is cool. You know there, that there's some randomness. You're not going to automatically get mm -hmm. everything that you want to craft. These resources can be traded between players on the trading post. So that's another big thing. You know. You can make some yeah. money farming those expeditions out. So another huge, uh, huge cr uh, critique we had about the expedition system was the ability to replay these and why we would want to go rerun expeditions after we've ran them once. Well, here it is, dude, right here. Those resources can be traded between players or on the trading post. So even if you're not using them, you can go farm these expeditions to get these specific resources and then sell them to make money or or use them to craft it. Excellent, man. That, that's that's a great a great change for sure. And I like the idea of, of, you know, yes, there are rare drops inside of these expeditions that you can only get in there. And yes. it also, uh, you know, supports the crafting economy, which is basically, you know, what you want your game to kind of runoff of it seems especially end game it creates a de uh, you know a, a suitable player driven economy if you can get these resources from these activities 
and and have some rarity there that now if you want this item crafted you will have to get this from a high level expedition or a high level activity and and no it will not be a drop you will have to eventually get enough uh, of this material to have it crafted for you which i think is really dope yeah it's awesome man incredible that is a great james great addition to the game for sure all right so they also changed jewel crafting uh, which enables the the gear score range to be crafted onto trinkets, which is probably uh, only enjoyed by other crafting equipments. Uh, so now you can you can uh, now rule a higher level gear score on your jewelry, uh, which obviously that just needed to be changed. It was like an oversight that that particular uh, set of crafting uh, rule sets didn't allow you to rule the item level. So now it does. Uh, added uh, carnelian gems to ore veins and correspondence uh, and corresponding gem cutting recipes so that stone cutting station uh carnelian i don't know what this word is uh, carnelian, carnelian you you had it right the first carnelian time gems aren't used in jewel crafting yet but they, they can be socketed into items for a bonus effect um okay so that basically uh, is just another system within like socketing of gems into your weapons and armor but not yeah, look what they do for weapons and weapons they they turn on taunt which put players on the top of the threat list in the AI or to select abilities, uh, you'll be able to, yeah, that's crazy, man. So these are just an, another type of gem, right? Yeah, but in weapons, they turn on taunt, which I think is pretty big to the tanking system yeah, of New World. That's just another way to uh, to enhance the tanking system and the trifecta here, the, the Holy Trinity. And then in armor, they reduce the amount of threat a player applies. So those are great, man. The Carnelian Gem is really, really good. It's another way that, that, that you're just leaning into the, the Holy Trinity. It's a, it's a good change. You want to have you want to have more way a tank to draw aggro, and this is this is one of those ways for sure. Saltpeter is replaced by uh, saltpeter has replaced fire moats as an ingredient for gunpowder. Obviously, uh, it's kind of a quality of life thing. Fire moats are tend to be within the Arcana, um, you know, crafting things, so they kind of remove that from the. I believe that's engineering or uh, workstation. What is it called, Bordy? Uh, I think it's engineering. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a different kind of station, though. I, I can't remember what the actual station's called, but uh, the, anyways, that 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 is now. It makes more sense, obviously, to to have those moats isolated to the Arcana thing because they're more magical. Uh, arrows and cartridges now stack up to five hundred for two fifty. Another big change uh, for ranged people. I yeah, mean, that's I think a good they change just need too. To uh, this is probably unpopular opinion. They just need to remove ammo. It's just kind of a. Yeah, I'm on the fence there. I'm not sure if they need to remove it because now it's kind of a in. It's already in the game. It's something that you can craft, something you, that you can sell. I I don't know how much it would affect things if they just removed it. I'm not sure the the direction they've taken the game now. It seems like it would be fine to remove it before. Whenever it was more of a survival game, it needed to be in the game, in my opinion. But now it's not. So I don't know. I'm really on the fence there, man. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, to me, I don't often, know if they need to remove it or not. It's just crazy because I think the the type of ammo that you use affects how much damage you do. So it's like you know you can have yeah. a rifle, but a tier five rifle, but then you constantly have to keep up with the grind to get tier five ammo. And so basically, if you're going to use yeah. like a, a bow it's or a, a musket, you're going to have to keep up with your you know engineering or whatever to even be viable as far as damage goes. Yeah, or just buy them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting debate. To, uh, it's an interesting debate to have, and I'm not sure. It wouldn't surprise me if they did decide to just remove ammo altogether. That that would not surprise me if they did that. I don't know if they will. They may lean into it more, and they may decide to start adding in different types of ammo, like we kind of have discussed before, like piercing arrows or poison arrows. I know there's a poison shot now that, that has a cloud of poison they add with the bow, but you get where I'm going with it. Fire arrows and then cartridges that you know penetrate walls or whatever. They may decide to go that route. I I don't know if they go that route, then obviously you'd still want to craft them. But then does that give too big of an advantage? How do you balance that? That that starts adding in a lot of other challenges. Well, I like that so, idea a lot better than sure. having tiered ammunition. I think the, yeah, the tiered, tiered ammunition, ammunition system doesn't work. Like you just, it's, yeah, it's impossible. Like you to think that your your bow and and rifle users have to keep up with a certain tier 
uh, of, uh, you know, ammunition versus like you said, maybe you just change the type of ammunition they have, whether it be like a fire or poison or something like that. I think that that system makes a lot more sense if you're going to keep ammo in the game than having tiered ammunition. Yeah, because removing tiers doesn't do anything negative to the economy. People are still right. going to buy that ammo regardless of the tier. It probably enhanced the economy because then people are going to be buying more ammo, I think, because at some point, a lot of those lower tier ammos are just going to be sitting there. There's not going to be a lot of people right. buying them right. whenever we're three months into the game, or maybe there'll still be a lot of new players coming in. I hope there's still a lot, a lot of new players coming in three months into the game. But, but you know, like after, the, after, it's, been, after it's been out for a year or whatever, whenever the, the the huge influx of new players kind of slows down, they, nobody's going to be buying low-tier ammo. So it does make sense to remove the tiers. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see if they end up changing that. Um, we kind of got off on a tangent there. Here we go. Combat. Uh, range attacks are now fired through non-enemy players. Now, ranged players only need to worry about hitting the enemy, not firing around their allies. Uh, so you can shoot an arrow through your ally right now. That's an interesting change to me. I'm not sure I feel about that one either. Yeah, it can be a pain. I'll tell you one thing as a musket user, it was a pain in the butt to have my teammates step in front of me when I'm trying to shoot people. It's annoying. I, that happened a lot, actually. The more I remember from the preview event, the more is like I'm, I'm going to shoot a mob and then mm, Joe Blow steps in front of me with a sword and shield and starts beating on somebody <laughs> and I'm not doing any damage. Yeah. Yeah. So then you can yeah, also can, use yeah, that as a method to still kills too, uh, you know, because uh, if you body block a, 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 someone who's not flagged, like say in PvP or PvE, and you're trying to you know farm mobs, and then some other dude is is melee and can just stand in front of the mobs and take the damage. I, I can understand why they're doing this for sure. I can understand why they are. I just don't know. I'm kind of on the fence there too. It seems like a skill thing too. Like you, you positioning and moving around. You, it kind of takes away a little bit of the skill. I think being a ranged player, but I don't know, man. I, I haven't used ranged weapons enough in New World, if I'm being perfectly honest, to really speak on that a lot. But on paper, I'm not. I don't know how I feel about that. On one side, it's fine. On the other side, I'm like, eh, whatever. I guess that's a conversation for another day, man. We can. We can keep going through these things. Yes. Uh, so the so now uh, they uh, continue to increase enemy AI. We are continue to tune and refine the existing AI combat experience. This release, we've updated additional sets of enemy AI. So that's really good. I, I hope they continue mm -hmm. to work. This game can be very special of combat with each unique uh, piece of of care. You know, enemy type or even you know within sub enemy types. Uh, has a different combat feel, which I think is really cool that that they're doing this and continuing to put detail, attention to detail there. I think that's great. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, so new mechanic, large enemy staggers. So allows players to knock certain large characters into a long, highly punishable reaction by fully depleting their stamina bar. Uh, enemies take stamina damage similar to how players uh, trigger block breaks on a, st on a shielded enemy using charged heavy attacks and heavy hitting abilities to uh, whittle down the character's stamina bar. <clears throat> this is like a, uh, you know, I, uh, forgive me for this reference. Uh, me and my my little daughter play Ultimate Alliance 3, and you have to break the boss's, like, stamina bar before you can, you know, do actual damage to their hit points or significant damage to their hit points. So it seems like they're going for some sort of system like this for, like, raid bosses and and expedition bosses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think these new mechanics are pretty cool that they add. The the AI ongoing the ongoing effort to put more emphasis on the AI is amazing. I don't think enough MMOs do this, and I think that you're right with your statement. This could be incredibly special for the game overall if they have really good enemy AI and challenging enemies and interesting mechanics. It's gonna be good. All right, so here's a big change, Bordy, and this is attribute threshold bonuses. Now We've kind of uh, thought, you know, that that builds and everything like that, especially during the preview event, were very lackluster. The choices that you had as a character were almost minimal because it's basically based off of whatever weapon you're yielding. That's what main stat you're going to use. And then you're going to fill the rest in for uh, constitution. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, but they've changed that now, Bordy. So attribute threshold bonuses give a persistent bonus to players for um, maintaining certain point values. 
In each attribute, bonuses are rewarded every 50 points invested a single attribute. Uh, each threshold will have a combat bonus and a non-combat bonus, which they mean crafting and gathering, which I think is really cool. Bordy, what do you think about the attribute threshold bonuses? This is an amazing change yet again. I know I keep saying that and people probably get tired of hearing me say that these are really good changes, but this is a really good change. This is something they needed to do. We've harped on there not being enough build diversity. We've harped on attributes being kind of broken because you would just you would just do exactly what you said. You'd spec into your primary attributes, stick the rest in the con, and then you then you'd roll on. This is going to make builds you're going to have to put a lot more thought into your builds on both the the gathering aspect and the combat aspect this is great man this is the type of stuff that i like to see in an mmo the diversity of builds the diversity of these attributes what they do it makes you think about where you want to spec your attributes the really really good do you want to go really deep into an attribute and gain the really big bonus or do you think that adding you know going 150 points into two different attributes and getting multiple bonuses is better like it makes you think about what you want to do and it's really good i am very excited to see this in the game yes there are a ton of changes here obviously to the way that attributes work um they are still kind of uh you know flavored towards uh what you would be doing with these weapons but it's a great first step to these that diversification yes. of these builds i would like to see them go further in to make it more viable to try out new and weird things uh like you know uh, so strength has the ability to Increase your melee weapon damage for light and heavy attacks. Uh, your stamina damage with these melee weapons. Uh, you're going to get light and heavy attacks. Now gain grit at the very end of the 300 perk for the strength. So a lot of melee weapon oriented things. Now, some of the things that I think would be interesting is like, is, is this going to be enough to make uh, your, uh, you know, your non-strength based melee weapon people to want to use some strength? I think that's the main question, Bordy, uh, and a lot of these changes is, are these uh, buffs enough to make people double, you know, second guess the way that they're spending their stats, not just with the priority of the uh, whatever stat the weapon they're using scales off of, but the perks in which you get from spending so many pieces of attribute in these uh, different categories. Yeah, I think that's the question. I think that's going to be solved over time. I think this is a great start for them, but I do think a lot of these perks will be adjusted as time goes on to nerf them, to buff them, to even change them. Yeah. I think that's just going to be an ongoing thing until they kind of get it right and figure out kind of the sweet spot. But it's it's encouraging and awesome that this is even in the game and that they added this to the game. But I think you're right, and I do think that will be a challenge moving forward. And and. They're, they'll adjust these things and, and get it right, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, you know, and it, it reminds me to see. But here's the thing that I think is really cool, too, is they're tied to different uh, non-combat activities. So, like, if you're a miner, yeah. if you're someone who wants to be gathering uh, out there, uh, you know, mining a bunch of ore and selling it, dude, you just pump uh, 300 points into strength, and you're going to get a bunch of mining speed. You're going to get the ability to carry more weight. Uh, the amount, uh, you know, to, you're going to get 10% yield while mining, which is massive. Now that adds up pretty significantly over time. Fully mined an, an old or node with a single swing. You'll have a chance to do that. So dude, that's a 25%. Yeah. 25% chance. So one in every four or nodes you mine, you're going to just hit it and mine out the entire thing with a single swing. Just I think love of the that. Giant that's ones, amazing. Dude. Just think of the giant dude, ones. It's hilarious. That's a, Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge that is a huge deal for somebody that just wants to go out and mine ore. That's awesome. I love that. It definitely is, dude. And uh there's tons of bonuses through that. Uh if you guys want, we'll probably end up creating a video uh on each of these uh attribute thresholds and and how they work and stuff. So if you're interested in that, the full notes are over on New World Fans. Uh we don't want to break those all down. There's tons of them uh there. Uh, so, of course, they made some challenges to uh, the uh, balance of weapons. We're, I, I think we'll probably... Some challenges. Some changes. <laughs> what did I say? Challenges? Challenge, challenges. It's challenging for me to read correctly. <laughs> the uh, Okay, so the weapons here are... They've made some changes to the hatchet. 
This is a big one. They added a fourth hit uh, in the light attack chain, which is big. Like the, this is the only weapon, to my knowledge, that has uh, four attacks in the chain. Wait, maybe the, the rapier does too. Yeah, I can't remember what the rapier has offhand, to be honest with you, but I know that these were recent changes. They added the these attack change changes uh, one or two patches ago, and the hatchet only had three. It was kind of a nerf to it, so I'm assuming that during the off they probably received feedback and realized that maybe hey this thing isn't isn't quite right still maybe we nerfed it a little bit too much so they added the fourth hit back which is i mean probably fine i don't know it's hard to say without playing all of these changes to the weapons these are hard to speak on without actually going in there and playing right i, I agree 100 so we won't go too far into these the musket they basically buffed damage across the board by 10 to 15 percent obviously that that's another weapon that needs a lot of love uh, and they continue yeah. to give it to their fireball. They adjusted that with uh, uh, the fire staff. And then there's a couple other changes to the bow and Warhammer. Nothing really significant. Uh, here's some new things, Bordy, as we tie up this episode. Uh, they secured player-to-player -player trading. So they added that That's into the game. One. That's a big one. So now you can have to yeah. open a window. You don't have to drop money bags everywhere in town or go back and sneak behind a building, You know, which is what we used to do in the preview event. Go behind a building and drop yes, sacks that's awesome. and stuff like that. Uh, I'm glad that they added that. Yep. Inventory updates. They can now you can now lock your favorite items, which is amazing. I'm one of those people that delete Another things I one, don't yeah. want to because uh, I'm a dummy. But and I yep. as much as I liked it and don't agree with me when I say stuff like that. Okay, that's not you. You're supposed to say no, man. You're not <laughs> dumb. Okay, so uh, no, man. Yeah. Thanks, dude. So that's yeah. I like when this when they added this to Destiny. Because one time I deleted one of my exotics and I was uh, off the wall angry. Uh, uh, now you can unlock your, uh, you know, your things. Because here's the thing in New World, dude, you're going to be switching between sets. Like if you go from mining to combat, you're not going to want to have to keep track of all that gear when you're looting a bunch, you know, getting a bunch of drops and stuff. Uh, if you keep that yeah. on your character, uh, which I think you probably would want to if you're out there exploring, like to have your mining set on in case you run across a big bunch of ore or something like that. Uh, so I yeah. like that they did that. Um, and you can now see your average gear score stat. So there, oh, dude, this is that. Some people aren't going to like this. Uh, I'm a min-maxer. Uh, I have been in the rating scene for a long time in MMOs. So I like this kind of stuff. But I know this is one of those things that make people angry. Is that is now, now there's an item score in the game, Bordy. Yeah, I think it's fine. I like seeing that stuff too, personally, because I like to know if I'm getting stronger, if I'm min-maxing my character appropriately, because I enjoy that side of the game as well. But yeah, it is kind of a it is kind of a controversial topic, I think. But uh, overall, I think it's fine. I, I like I like it. I guess I'm being a little selfish or a little bit a little bit biased. So, so now you, you're gonna like have to get you you're gonna have to get used to people in general chat saying uh, looking for one for Amarine Expedition must be 650 gear score. Uh, yeah. They're going to do so. I mean, that's just probably the nature of MMOs in general. But but uh, obviously, each piece of item, each piece of gear had an item score on it already. They just now you have a total item score, uh, which or gear score. Uh, so that's a that's a change. Yeah. Uh, last bit. They updated the UI uh, improvement as far as uh, visualizations go. They added uh, sorting categories for quest objectives. They added camera depth of field. Uh, we made an update in the foreground elements uh, when applying depth of field across the blur of the background. Obviously, really good changes here. Just making the game prettier, dude, uh, before launch, which I, I assume we'll see a lot of these uh, changes uh, leading up to July, which is the beta. Yeah, it's encouraging to see them doing that too. The game already looked incredible and it's it's I'm I'm excited to see the finished product, man, with all of the changes and all of the visual updates, the graphical updates, everything they're doing, the quality of life updates. They're the game is headed in the right direction. It's shaping up to be a very 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 promising MMO. I I am every time I see these things I get really excited. It is so before very we wrap exciting. up I did this halfway through. I kind of want to do this again just to show just as just to kind of highlight the depth of these of these patch notes, man. Very quickly, Ice Gauntlet, dude. 
faction control points huge two new expeditions huge a new system achievements that's a whole nother a whole a whole other uh system there which is crazy updated pvp faction missions pve faction missions added territory control incentives progression updates they added a bunch of progression updates changed a bunch of loot and gear with the gear perks crafting and gathering changes tons of combat changes with enemy ai ongoing they changed the attributes the way those work which is a huge change to the game balanced a whole bunch of stuff ui updates inventory updates quality of life updates bro it's crazy that's a lot that's a huge patch man that's insane they it's continue wild. to put out more and more content kudos to the team especially for showing us the patch notes again i love this stuff we eat it up as content creators i know we all appreciate uh the transparency that they're showing and like you said dude these are these are not small they are doing a ton of work they are ramping up launch boardy and they i saw on twitter today there's their their uh eyes on the prize dudes they said no doubt new world's releasing august 31st 2021 so we can all be rest yeah. assured that that is the case we're moving there dude we're getting close it's super exciting uh we made it through the patch notes in one episode which i think might be a first for us i don't know usually they're yeah, a lot longer so. but we we did it dude congratulations yeah. to you uh, and our listeners, if you've listened for this entire episode, thank you. Uh, 50 minutes of, of uh, podcasting. We usually don't do this much in one episode unless it's patch notes. So, Yeah, it's been fun, though. Been, yeah. I always enjoy going over these things. Definitely. Uh, we thank you guys so much for listening to New World to Go uh, as we get closer to New World's launch. You guys are the OGs. You are the big dogs. You're the ones that have been stuck with us through thick and thin, through delay after delay. And we thank you for that uh, so much. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscription button uh, for more episodes of New World to Go. We also uh, download or upload, excuse me, these onto every podcasting platform. So if you decide maybe I don't want to watch YouTube, I don't want to see these ugly men talking um, in, in their cams. I want to ignore the fact that these these guys are both bald. I want to imagine that they both have a lovely head of hair and you want to listen to these podcasts. We, You can go on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You can go to uh, wherever, dude. We're on a ton of them. It's insane. Every one of them. We're yeah, literally we're, every we're one. everywhere. So if you want to yeah. just... Yo, what? do us a favor, the go go give us a rating on those on those platforms as well that would help us out tremendously giving us five star reviews on on apple for sure helps helps yeah. keep this show going helps boost us up in the in the search results for new world and just helps helps the show all around so if you enjoy the show do us a favor and go take two seconds and uh it helps give us, us a rating lot. we would greatly appreciate that yes it helps us a lot. Uh, that's it. That's it for the self-promotion. Thank you guys so much for, for listening to our <laughs> podcast. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you in another episode of New World to Go.